Hello and welcome to another episode of Flamenco Attitude. This is the podcast that brings you all things flamenco, as you have probably heard by now, if you have been exploring the podcast since the start of it. We talk about not only guitar playing and dancing and singing, which is very emblematic for the genre, but also lifestyle, how people dress and uh, some of the best festivals that you can go to which will come at some point during our conversations with Marcos. Now, Marcos, who I speak to every week, is a flamenco guitarist, also expert on the genre because he has been exploring the culture for many decades. He goes to Andalusia every single year, every single summer, and goes to many different places. So he knows a lot of people. He has met plenty of artists, uh, and he can talk about pretty much life in Andalusia from flamenco perspective. Now, before we start this episode, I would like to thank you because we're receiving increasing amount of interest uh, towards the podcast. Only recently, uh, I received statistics that were especially uh, popular now in Belgium. So thank you so much to the audience in Belgium who uh, discover our podcast through iTunes. Also, welcome to our new listeners from Japan. I know that we have some listeners from one of the Japan islands, and um, we hope that we're bringing you uh, topics that are to your interest. Now, today's episode is dealing with flamenco lyrics. Uh, If you don't speak Spanish or if you are are not following flamenco songs the way we do, you probably don't know how deep the lyrics are and how powerful the language is. But today we're going to shed some light on certain lyrics of songs that we have chosen. We're going to talk about the typical language that a flamenco song has, uh, because there are some semiotics in it that uh, that we will point you to. Uh, and we're also going to talk about songs that you know you could explore for yourself uh, and see how deep the lyrics are for yourself and maybe a word or two for your education that are very interesting from the color language. So without further ado, this is the episode on flamenco lyrics. Well, the interesting thing is we've come out into the countryside, which I think fits really mm. what the Kanti is all about. The Kanti, the song, is the hardest part for anybody entering flamenco to understand. Well, one of your uh, mottos in life is that there is no, no form of like, expression n- no like No hay lenguaje como Now, why is that? Because it, it, there's, it's seen as the most for, purest way of expressing a very deep emotion. That's why the people go to the outdoor concerts, because they hear an artist. It's so deep that I mean, not everybody understands it, and I'm including many Spanish people because it's quite a difficult thing to understand because, of course, the people are singing partly in Andalus, partly in Caló, the gypsy language, and, of course, the way they make the words fit the rhythm can make it very difficult to Mm. fully understand it. Yeah. So you're saying that even for people who know Spanish, it will be very difficult to understand all the metaphors and everything that comes with it. Well, it's just very hard to understand because you, you've got, the, you know, the canti is difficult. You've got your singing in a particular way to fit a word yeah, to a the rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. yeah, and then you also repeat the second line sometimes to make that fit. Uh, and we've got the lawnmowers going, but we don't worry <laughs> we are, about Well, <laughs> one thing we have to say is we're happy to bring you this episode from <laughs> uh, the outdoors because we're really much talking about the genre that connects to nature as well as human emotion and life. Yeah. And we want it to be authentic. But 
yeah, the lawnmowers are not part of the flamenco genre, I should say. No, but you've got um, you've got a kind of a, a list there of some of the themes. I do, you, I uh, do. You know, well, first of all, I would like to ask you about like what do they sing about? The know? themes, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in terms of nature, yeah, what do we? Well, they really they're very proud right. of Andalusia because it's a very rural area. Mm. So they all obviously always sing about that type of thing. I'll give you an example. Just an example. Let's yeah. go straight in, right? Camarón gave a lot of concerts in Bornos, which is a, a village in, in Andalusia. And he sings that he has gone to sit under an old tree. Mm. And when he sits there, he sees a bird. And the bird is very upset because it's hoarse, it can't sing. Mm. Yeah? So he, he sings, well, what I did, I went and got some cold water and I got some uh, leaves of, of uh, mint yeah. and, and I gave it to the, to, bird. To the bird. How oh. wonderful is that? It is absolutely wonderful. And um, I, from what I have heard, there is also water yeah. in Com the songs. Como agua. Como agua or enter dos aguas, yeah. as we know. Uh, birds are featured, herbs as well. You mentioned mint yeah. and you mentioned rosemary. Right, I'm, I'm going to do, you want to do romero, don't you? I okay. do. Well, <laughs> When he was in Bornos, he, he also said, okay, uh, I, I landed somewhere and a gypsy woman washed my scarf. Now, it could be a scarf, it could be a handkerchief. I think it's a scarf, okay? And she washed it and he then hung it up and she'd washed it in cold water and he put romero on it, rosemary, yeah? yeah? And then while it dried, this is the, this is the punchline, he sung Rieschua. This is the thing, w if, if somebody wants to go beyond the surface yeah. level, Louis, yeah. how can we find what these metaphors mean? It's a question that I suppose we will be able to explore. Now also as teams, we have the gypsy features, so long hair, a dark eyes I yeah. suppose, maybe something else that you can bring. Okay, well let, let's do Samara. So Camarong so sings yeah. about Samara yeah. is the queen of the gypsy quarter mm -hmm. and he sings in the next line that she was chosen by the Moorish people yeah. and then he says this is where this great word comes in which the, the academy the Spanish academy didn't like yeah. because there's a word in Spanish todo, todo. Oh, but he said toito mm. so this is where the flamenco so he's saying a small all yeah. toito so he said, Toito el pueblo adoraba. So he's saying, the small awe of the people of, of the, the village, village adored her day and night, yeah. nocidia, and mm -hmm. prayed for her. Yeah. Oh. And she oh, was deaf, he said, and to him, she did seem like a virgin. She That's did how he seem. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. <laughs> um, also, a lot of the themes. A lot of the songs um, explore unrequited love. Yeah. We haven't talked about films yet, but from what you've showed me, there's always a conflict when it comes to love. It's al yeah, almost yeah, yeah. always unhappy and unrequited. Why yeah, well, when well, you get lyrics where uh, a, a, a woman wants a, a boy, yeah. but he's not interested, and yeah. so she, she might sing, that, um, well, I'm going to kill myself yeah. just to see whether he dresses in mourning for me. Is that from uh, Give Me Poison? Um, yeah, that's a typical one, Dami Veneno. Yeah. Mm.
It's very strong, isn't it? It is quite strong. And we're now going... This was the lighter <laughs> kind of spectrum that we're exploring. We're going now into deep um, waters here because we're exploring also the political and yeah. historical... But you've got to see it's like opera. That the people know these things, uh, so they go yeah. to the go to the outdoor festivals. They know these lines. They just want to hear them sung. Yeah. And how are they going to be sung? Yeah. Is Cameron going to put it into buleria, or is he going to put it into a tangos? Because he can change what mm. style he puts these lyrics puts into. These, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, we're going to touch upon that because yeah, the, the the deeper themes yeah. are the political historical themes and also the theme of people actually going to prison. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. How do teams like that actually come into it? Because we're starting with nature, we're starting with love, we're starting with features, and then suddenly we find out that there is more to the art because it gets involved into political life, well, historical no, life. Normally, the, the gypsy people don't get involved in, in the politics side of it. This is That's the, why I was surprised. This is the singers that are, are not gypsies that have gone down that road, and they use the canthi as a way of... Uh, expressing political views. Obviously the most famous person for this is somebody like Jose Manesse. Mm. Uh, but this is not typical uh, of the gypsy people. Having said that, Cameron did go on a tour, La Gira, for uh, freedom or for Andalusia. So mm. he, he was different in that way, you know. It's La Gira Historica, which is, was uh, where he joined with socialist politicians wanting autonomy for Andalusia. So Which it, it is, can yeah. be used as a, as a protest in that sense. But are, are these only certain songs by certain artists? You don't usually get it in the typical country song. No, not, no. no, no but it's a specific yeah, artist that you probably yeah, have to yeah. follow. Okay. There's a chap called uh, Manuel Jirena who, who, who is particularly big in this, that they've even, as far as I know, taken his passport away, you know? And he sings very political things. El Cabrero used to do the same thing. They yeah. are very, but they're particular artists. In the ge in general, the politics is not a big thing in the country. Yeah, yeah. it's features. Yeah. I was just a bit surprised to find out about that. Now, something that I asked you a long time ago, uh, before we had even started talking about flamenco in general, is I found interesting how in the gypsy language, that's beautiful to me, you don't actually pronounce some words like in the typical Castellano, but for example, nada becomes now, now yeah. and ma madre becomes madre. Yeah, well, like, as I was saying to you, when Cameron says he's under the viejo tronco, he says sentao, I'm sitting at sentao, no sentao, sentao, yeah. yeah, this is, but when it's then put into the county, it gets even more complicated because it because he's having to fit it into the compass, the rhythm. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So that's why to listen to it, it can be quite difficult quite sometimes to pick up what the letters we call it, the lyrics. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I just obviously you can't see it, but Lolo, our flamenco cat, has joined us outside, and he's having a little lie down next to us while we're enjoying. The nice weather here and he's uh, washing himself almost like uh, this song that you <laughs> mentioned now, now um you oh this is a nice one i'm looking at uh um lyrics from verano and bornos this is the buleria that you mentioned do you want to do un anciano this is your favorite it, 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 do you know why it's my favorite because in the beginning i i didn't get it yeah. And then you explained to me. So this is a song called Pasa el Puento by Camarón. Well, it's, I, I don't know what he calls it, but um, un anciano 
Le Paget is one of his biggest lyrics for, uh, it's not on any of his studio albums. This is something that you'd have to get from his live performances. performances. Well, what I would like you to is to recite to us the lyric yeah. and translate it because people will be quite, I think, surprised to hear it. Okay, well, it's, you put me on the spot there. Yes. <laughs> it's one of his strongest ones. I mean, when he, when he goes into this, the crowd goes, goes mad. mad. Yeah because it's one of his strongest ones. So it says, A un anciano le pegué, porque me pego en la calle, el año cuando me enteré, que ese hombre era mi padre, gotted de sangre, lloré. And the, he twists it round when he actually sings it. And you're looking at uh, his actual writing, the way that is actually behind that, his actual handwriting. His actual handwriting. When, when he wrote this, yeah? Would you translate it to us? Because it's very difficult to actually well, know the meaning of it. it's about, an old person being hit in the streets yeah. and because he maybe he bumps into him or whatever you know and then in a, another year or whatever somebody says to him well that person was your father and the strongest is the final of the lyrics give it to me Gotas de Sangre Jure right he's saying that I cried tears of love is everything in the cante a metaphor because this is a huge metaphor there, isn't it? A lot of it is. Yeah. Um, like, you know, when he says he's going to um, make a, like a candle for the countryside, you yeah. know, and con de out with, with, you know, a thing out of ancient rock. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I think a lot of them are metaphors. You're getting emotional even now after <laughs> all these years, because Marcos has been exploring the Cante for many decades. Oh, Every single time it gets you, doesn't it? It does. It does, actually. Because um, that one particularly is very emotional. Yeah? It's the strongest thing I think that come along. Yeah. ever seen. You know? Well, it's, uh, do you know what it was um, incredible for me to see? I think in Andalusia, the elderly are regarded quite uh, high. Yeah. So to see a lyric where you have, uh, you know, an elderly man punched on the street, yeah. it's quite a thing to see, I suppose. Yeah. It's a. Uh, well, can we can we move on to something a bit more <laughs> modern? <laughs> okay. Well, talk to me about then uh, the more mo because you said to me that there are lyrics actually featuring quite modern um, stuff in them, not so traditional. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of my favourite artists is El Pelli, mm. and he brought out an album, um, Poets of the Soft Corner. Mm. I uh, like La that. Esquina Blanda. I do yeah, like you see, that. So already you can see that's a... Uh, and um, he he talks about, uh, he sings a wonderful fandango, so it's got all kinds of verses, but we're only going to one of them. And he says, well, you see, everybody loves my son, but the problem is he's... Um, without the can he, he can't do it you know? mm. <coughs> and so what I do is I go and, and buy him a guitar but the punchline is all he wants to do is play on his computer <laughs> <laughs> well this a lot of us can relate right yeah. do you're going to talk to me about some Lorca lyrics in yeah. a second because that's interesting to me and obviously Lorca is the author yeah but I wanted to ask you do all the flamenco singers write their own lyrics? No, they don't. 
Well, they're often written by very professional people. Oh, really? That specialise in that, yeah. That specialise. So, so people, people like people the brother. From the gypsy community. Yes, people like the brother of Papa de Lucia, Pepe de Lucia. Would write it. Yes. Write a lot of lyrics. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly go back to El Pelli because, yeah. uh, as you can tell, if you've got Poeta de Esquina Blanda, poet of the soft corners, you can, you can tell this is a. So he he talks about. I wandered down down the road to collect wildflowers you know, from mm. the countryside and brought them back to the place where I live. See, so this goes on. But then, as usual, the punchline, he says, and then I planted them in the asphalt. Oh, yeah. Now, if you know, if you can explain these things to me, well, you're probably doing better than I can. Uh, to me, it means that he wants to bring a simple life, a natural life, back, back to where we are now. Yeah. Because uh, he's the person who talks about a computer, right? Yes. So it's it's in a way he wants to merge life, the simple countryside life, with what's happening now, bring it a bit more closer yeah. to us. Okay. Well, now you're going to treat me to some Lorca. Yeah. Um, and that's from the Cante Hondo, which is quite... Yeah, I mean, so lots of flamenco people draw on Lorca obviously yeah and so because he wrote a thing called you know Cante Hondo so if you write a poetry book called that in in, in 1921 then uh, people are going to draw on it so um, typical thing he wrote a thing called Cafe Cantanti that mm. we've already talked about these were these kind of clubs that grew up in the in the 19th century uh, so he says crystal lamps and green mirrors on the dark stage La Paradia holds a conversation with death she calls to death, but death doesn't come, so she goes back to calling. The audience breathe in the sobs, and in the green mirrors, long trains of silk are moving. Yeah. Now these are difficult. There's so much to unpack in that one. Yeah. Do you think that's why people like Lorca are are always studied sometimes for years by scholars to understand what they, they mean? Yeah. Because I, mean, I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I mean, you. I mean, when you hear the long trains of silk. You can obviously hear or visualize the some of the costumes of the dancers. Well, and yeah. the, you know, it's a, I'll make an easier one for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> La guitarra, which is one of his give most it famous. Me, give it uh, the lament of the guitar begins, mm. breaking the goblets of dawn. The lament of the guitar begins. It's useless to silence it, impossible to silence it. It weeps monotonously as water weeps, as the wind weeps over snowfields. It's impossible to silence it. It weeps for distant things, hot southern sands, yearning for white camellias. It weeps like the arrow without a target, the evening without morning, and the first dead bird on the branch. That is amazing. Yeah? That is amazing, yeah. And what he's talking about there is is the, the rhythm tremolo. of the cigarettes yeah, and, yeah, and it just yeah. goes, yeah, the rhythm just goes. Oh, around that and around. is incredible. Well, you, you, you like that one. Well, only only a master can write this, obviously. Well, I thought I'd cheer you up with death, <laughs> death with the death knell. You always know how to cheer me up. That's great. In the yellow towers, the bells ring. Upon the yellow winds, carried the sound of bells. On a road walks death, crowned with withered orange blossoms. She sings and sings a song on an old white guitar and sings and sings and sings. In the yellow towers, the bells stop ringing. The wind together with the dust form plows of silver. Yeah. Now, I played this one uh, with, where I set this one to the rhythm of, of the, the style of the rondenia. It yeah. goes beautiful if you can get a very good person to recite it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So how how are these lyrics? Of, uh, not Lorca's, obviously Lorca's are on paper, yeah. but the, the 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 rest of the lyrics. How are they found? How are they passed on from writer to artist? Well, I mean, people, the people I know start learning these things when they're very young. Yeah. And they just know them. Mm. I mean, if, like the Camarong thing, we have a we have a test when I go to Morong and we I say the first line and one of my friends has to, who runs a restaurant has to say the second, the second line. Yeah. And we have a constant test, do we know the next line? Yeah. yeah. So you just learn these things backwards. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll give you one more local one. Gypsy Sorongo. What now, is Sorongo yeah. is another flamenco style, so I'm just going to give a little bit of this. I have blue eyes and my little heart is the same colour at the top of the fire. At night I go outside and cry until I'm weary. I can see that I love you so much and you don't love me at all. You see, we're getting that same... Unrequited love. Yeah. yeah. I, won't, I won't bore the, you with the rest of it. No, you no, get the, the general this, thing. One, this one is quite interesting yeah. because it, it combines features yeah. of the plus, you know, unrequited love. That's incredible. So is that why um, you say there is no other language like the Kanthi? Yeah, well, I mean, how else could you put that? When, see, tell you why, you've got to then put that into the rhythm of flamenco, and then you've got to get the guitar matching it. So you've got those three components, yeah. which produces a very, very powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's incredible that whenever you read a lyric, even though you've heard it before, <laughs> it's like it hits you like for the first time. What is your favourite lyric, if uh, you would have one? Um, I think it is... I think it is um, Oh, it's a difficult one, that really. I think it's Samara. Yeah. Yeah, Samara. I mean, it's a classic album, that Castillo de Arena. It's a, it's a beautiful album, and no doubt you'll probably be putting a, a track from that. I would, on. yeah, for, for our listeners on Spotify, you will hear a track either after this segment or at the end of our conversation. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredibly beautiful, so we will try to include it for you if it's available, of course. So, yeah, listen to us on Spotify. I know that we have listeners on other platforms. Only on Spotify, here's a plug, <laughs> only on Spotify you can hear our musical choices. So if you're listening to us on another platform currently, it could be iTunes or Google, um, please head to Spotify, search for Flamenco Attitude, if you would like to hear the songs that we're referring to in the conversations. I'll leave you with one thought. We're going through hard times, and one of the great letters of Ojo de Bruco, they Which say, are great, yeah. Which are great, great band, they say, well, you know, things are tough, and in our rucksack, all we have is rocks and the country of Camarón. Well, that was our episode on flamenco lyrics. I do hope you enjoyed it. We really delved into some of the themes that flamenco has, some of the incredible lyrics that it can offer, the cante can offer, and some probably unusual words for you that you haven't heard, whether you speak Spanish or not, because they're very typical for the color language. Until the next time, whether to listen to, learn about flamenco or play flamenco, remember to always follow the beat. Well, understanding the Kanti is a bit like um, what happened when a group of young men went to see Segovia play at the Wigmore Hall. Because after his concert, they said to him, Maestro, you are absolutely incredible. And he said, how dare you presume to understand my art? And I think that if anybody new to the Kanti says, oh, I love this, you know they're lying.